0: You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real training. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com to find out more info about PCLB and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PCLasVegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. Chapter 11, amen, and go down to verse 22. Deuteronomy chapter what? Verse 22, and I'll go through to 24 and just part of 24 or half of 24. Amen. When you're there, say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and read that. It'll probably be on the screen here. If not, just follow me on your phone or your Bible. Amen. It says this, be careful to obey all. Somebody say all. All these commands that I'm giving you. Show love to the Lord, dear God, by walking in his ways and holding tightly to him. Then the Lord will drive out the nations ahead of you. Though they're much greater and stronger than you, you will take over their land. And wherever you set your foot, that land will be yours. Say, it'll be mine. Say, it'll be mine. Amen. I want to finish up what I started last week, amen, with the question that God is asking each one of us here today. This is God speaking here. God is saying, do you really love me? How I many love the Lord? The question is, do you really Really, really, for sure, for sure, love him. Amen. See, last week we discovered loving God requires, listen, if you love God, you have to obey his commands. Do you still love him? Come on, you gotta obey all. It says the, the scripture says, be careful to obey some of the commands. What does it say? All. To obey all the commands. So now if you obey all the commands, are you God? Sometimes there's some commands. In order to really, 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 really love God, you have to obey them all. Are you are you following? Amen. That if we obey him, then we live for him. If we disobey him, amen, then it brings upon death on our lives. The choice is really yours. Come on, you can either choose life by obeying God or you choose death by disobeying God. Are are you understanding me? So if you really love God, what do you got to do to really love God? Obey. Obey what? All his commands. So if you obey God with all of the command, then you are showing God that I really do love you. Uh, if you're obeying him, and so if you're obeying him, then you are choosing life. But if you are disobeying and just doing what you want at times, then you're bringing death upon your life. Are you following me? So let's continue with that question tonight. Do you really mean See, if we love the, God, the Lord, amen, we must demonstrate our love towards him. Come on, how many know there are many ways that we can demonstrate our love to him, right? We just demonstrated a little while ago by what? Worship, praise. Praise is is a, is a is a is a is a, is a, is a an act of of love towards him, amen. We we do it by what we just did right now. What do we just do right now. We gave by giving. As you give to God, amen, as you give, amen, it shows that you love him, amen. We do it by responding to an altar call. Amen. Uh, We do it by devotional time to him. We do it in our prayers. Amen. We do it by reading the word of God. I mean, there are so many ways in which we can demonstrate our love to him. But the evidence of really showing him that we love him is in our obedience. When you're obeying and living his commands, amen, when we're really living the word, come on, somebody, Because John 14, 15 says what? If you love me, you will obey what I command. So if you really, really love God, see, a lot of people love God, but a lot of people don't follow the commands. Are you following me? The Bible says obedience, church, is better than sacrifice. Come on. We can give, we can do our things out there, we can sacrifice our time. But obedience is better than all that. See, the bottom line, church, if we really love God and, and if God is really our everything, then we must simply obey him in everything. Are you following me? Come on. That means that we don't compromise. Hello. Come on, look at nobody right now. Come on, we shouldn't be do- giving into things that we shouldn't be giving into. Come on, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Come on, guy. I mean, it's the word of God. There's no there's no borderline, there is no in between. It's black and white and some red in the word of God. Amen. But you gotta understand that you gotta stand on those principles. We are we can't we can't make excuses. Come on. We're in a season that you need to stop making excuses. Tell yourself, stop making excuses. Don't tell your neighbor, tell yourself. Pastor, I'm weak. Pastor, it's too hard. You know what? Pray, shut up, and just obey God. That's the word from the Lord. Let's say the Lord. Pray, shut up, and obey him. I mean, if we can simply just do things like that, amen, then we will have no struggle. You know, you make it hard. We have to make the choice that, you know what, I'm going to live for him. I'm going to obey his commands, amen, and I'm just going to love him, amen. You know, uh, obedience means that we we do what he says, all that he says, whether we like it or not, whether you think it's fair or not, amen, even if we don't understand it all, amen, we will obey God because we love him and we trust him. There's things I don't like doing, amen, that, that God commands me to do, and I don't like doing it, but I do it because he tells me to do it. Why? Because I love him. I'm obey my father. I'm obey what he tells me to do. You know, I, I'm not going to do what I want. You know, it doesn't seem fair at times. But I obey him. I'm not just talking about being obedient in just the church. All of us can put on the holy suit. Come on, all of us can give that hallelujah smile. Come on, all of us can put our praise the Lord attitude on. We know how to act with other Christians. That's not the problem. The problem's out there. How, how are you out there? How are you at your homes? How are you on your jobs? Come on, how you are in the neighborhood? How are you at Walmart? Come on, I know Walmart people can get you a little crazy. You some of you guys flesh out at Walmart. The freaks come out at that time. Come on, who are you? If you really love God, you obey God everywhere. Cause in church we're okay. We can we we know how to act. We know how to Look at each other. We know how to praise God. We know how to lift our hands. We know how to smile. We know how to say praise the Lord, brother. We know all these things, but it's at your church. I mean, it's at your job. It's at your at your place of home. It's where you're at, amen. If I went to your church or to your to your to your job, amen, would they know that you're even a Christian? Would they know who you are? How about your family get-togethers? Are you still saved? Or do you do a little compromising? Uh, A little cup of vino for me only. Just a little cup. Come on. Do you act the same when you're around other people than Christians? Are you still the same person you are right now here? See, you and I are not supposed to be like the world. We're supposed to be separate from the world. That means we don't act like them. We don't talk like them. When you're saved, amen, you're saved. Your walk got saved. Your dress got saved. Your attitude got saved. Everything got saved. You know, that means you pick up your pants. You don't sag no more. I sag for Jesus. No, you don't. Pick up the pants, boy. You got saved. Come on. Hide the chonies now. You don't need to show them anymore. Jesus already knows what color they are. (laughs) They just hit it right now, amen. (laughs) Some of you guys are gonna get up right before you leave and say, oh. (laughs) And I'm not saying do an Urkel or whatever his name is, the one that picked it up all the way up on top. I'm not saying do a Fred Mertz, amen, or anything like that, amen. Borderline, amen, belly button, that's where the belt goes. Hello. We got a little hang and there's a little hang. That's, That's all I'm going there, amen. John 14, 24 says, he who does not love me will not obey my teachings. He who does not love me will not obey my teachings. See, the bottom line, if you really, really love God, then you're going to do what he says to do, what his word says to do. There is no ands, ifs, or buts. God says to do that. God says to forgive. Guess what? What do you got to do? Forgive. Well, I have a grudge. I'm angry. I don't feel like forgiving. He doesn't ask you to, to forgive when you feel like it. He says to forgive. Come on. What do he say? How many times he tells you to forgive your brother? Seventy times? Seventy-seven times seven. Seventy-seven. Look up. Seven times seven. That's 400-something times, church. Meaning you're going to lose your count along the way. If your brother is counting it, you're up to 194. <laughs> they, they blew it. 77 times 7 offense, the single offense, you're supposed to still forgive your brother. My wife told me 23 years ago, I don't know if she remembers, if you love me, you'll change, and you'll do the right thing. See, I wanted change, but I, I didn't know how to love her. The only change came through the love of Christ. I didn't know how to love her, amen, but I found true love in him, and him in return showed me how to love my wife. And I found it only as I obeyed his commands. When I started simply doing what the Word of God said to do and how to be a husband and what I needed to be as a man of God and how I needed to be as a representative of God and how to be a father and everything else, I said, God, I don't know how to love like you love. Amen. I don't I don't know how to love that way. And so I experienced his love, and his love showed me how to love. It came by commanding. It came by following his commands, obeying his commands. It taught me how to love. See, we must have a passion and be willing also to serve others. In John chapter 21, 15 to 19, it says this. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, he said. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I love you, then take care of my sheep. Jesus said a third time and asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt. Jesus asked him a third time. And he says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you, he says, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were young and you were able to do as you like, you dress yourself, you went wherever you wanted to go, but now you're old, and you will stretch out your hands, and others will dress you, take you where you don't want to go. And Jesus said this to him to know what kind of death. He would glorify God, and Jesus said, follow me. See, the question remains tonight, church, do you really love God? If you love him, you'll obey him, and you'll serve his people. Are you following me? See, when we lose a desire to serve, we lose the burden to respond to needs. And we do that, church, it's because we lost our love for God. It's faded away. When you don't respond to a need like we took up for the Red Cross, if you don't respond to the need of someone that's in need, amen, when we don't have a burden for the lost, amen, then we basically lost our love for God. Because God's love motivates us to fill in needs. God's love motivates us to respond to the loss. God's love motivates us. You know, we're going into the love conference. I'm telling you, this four-letter word is going to be preached to you on Friday night. Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. It's going to go deep inside you to wake up something inside of us that if we really love God, then are we doing what we need to do in response to his love? Because we're going to respond to the need of the world. We're going to respond to the need of salvation to the lost. Amen. We're going to respond to the needs where it's needed financially, with our, with our talents, whatever it is we will respond and we will serve. Because he says, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. Come on, are you feeding your sheep? Are you feeding those that surround you? Are you feeding your homes? Come on, fathers, are you feeding your children? Are you, come on, uh, are you serving your wife? Are you serving your husband? Are we doing the things we need to do? See, when we really love God, we will respond to desi- with a desire that God has placed in our hearts. And that is to serve where it's needed. We simply do what is asked of us. If you feel in your spirit to do something, then you just do it. If God put in your spirit, why don't you go there Saturday morning? Why don't you seek me and why don't you help out clean my house? Come on, this is this is not PCLV's house. This ain't Pastor Out. Al- Art's house, Amen. This is this is not my wife's, This is God's house. And God said, "Can you come and clean my house? Can you respond to the needs that are there? Can you respond to the needs of the ministry of our children, uh, the needs that are lacking in our in our church today? Will we help? Listen, will we help each other and respond to the need of the church?" You know, we gathered money to send into Houston. And then a need came from our fellowship. And I said, well, you know, I want to respond to the need of of, of helping the Red Cross. But you know what? Our own brother's in need. And say, you know what? I'm going to send a portion over there as well. I want to help out in that need. I want to help out in the needs. You know, when there's needs in the mission field, we respond. I said, brothers in help, they need They need this, and let's, let's be a part. Let's do what we can do. Because you and I are partners in his work. We must have love also for each other. Come on, do we have any brothers in this place? Come on, do you have any sisters in this place? Come on, we have to love our brothers and sisters that God has placed us around us. That means that we have to love PCLV people. Look at somebody, say, I love you. Don't don't lie. <laughs> there has to be a love for each other here, guys. We're, we're a family. There has to be a love for each other here in this place. That means that there has to be a love for the body, for the people of God, the body of Christ. Come on, it doesn't matter if they're another fellowship. We don't mad dog other fellowships. We don't, we don't mad dog any cross rivals. What's up, Pastor Sonny? No, we don't like you. PCLV, number one. <laughs> There's no number one, amen. God is number one. Come on, we got to serve the body of Christ, amen. We got to love each other, amen. 1, uh, 1 John 4 20 to 21 says this. If anyone says, I love you, God, and we all said that today, right? I said, you you love God? You said, yes. You got to check your heart. Do I really obey him? Am I following his commands? Am Am I doing and serving others? Right here he says, if anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he's a liar. If you have some hate for somebody, you're a liar if you say you love God. For anyone who does not, love his brother whom they have seen, how can they love God whom they have not seen? And he has given us another command that whoever loves God must also love his brother. There's a conflict, church. Let me tell you, when we say we love God, but we have some hate with our brothers and sisters, there's some hate inside of you. There's nothing wrong with being angry. There's nothing wrong with being bitter. But if you allow hatred to move in, then God's love is not inside of you. Because if you love God, then you'll love your brother. It doesn't matter what they've done, church. God's not asking for an excuse. God already knows what they did. You may not like them, and that's okay not to like them. But you still got to love. You can't let hate go in there. We, we, we got to, because the love of God can't live inside you with hate. Love and hate don't go together. It's like water and oil. It's not going to mix. They're going to always separate. You put water and oil together, it separates. Same thing with the body of Christ. If you say you love God and there's hate in you, then love, God's love can't be there. It's artificial. And I know that there's some things that are deep, and I understand that, but you got to give that to God. There's a trust factor here, church. You really want to experience the love of God. To the fullest, if you really want to love God, then you got to follow the commands of God. You got to serve other people, and you got to love everyone. Hello. That means Raider people. We have to love the Cowboys. I'm telling you the truth right there, because it's little things like that that can creep in the heart. If you announce any type of hate, you're still announcing that. And so I, there's nothing wrong with ri- rivals and saying this, but there, there can't be an ounce of hate inside of us. Because the devil will feed off of that. I, I'm, I'm saying this for a reason, church. I, it may sound as simple as that. No, Raider, right yeah, kill you. <laughs> Come on, it doesn't matter. We have to love everyone. we got to respect everyone. That's cool. You like that team? This is my team. That's it. We're number one, you're number two. That's all right to say like that. <laughs> you got to say it nice, you know. You can be number two. We're number one. Come on, there's a conflict when we say we love God and there's hate inside of us, church. He says if that's inside of you, he calls you a liar. I'm not calling you a liar. The word of God's calling you a liar. It's the truth. It really is. You're a liar. Amen. How many want to be called a liar in this place? Come on, we 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 can. We got to we got to get rid of that. or we got to ask God how to get rid of this this hatred or bitterness or resentment that you have that builds hate towards your brothers or your sisters or with somebody. God, I it hurts me. I say, God, you got I got to give it to you. God, you got to show me how to love as you love me. Help me to love others. By obeying his commands. If you read his word, you can overcome your struggles. You can overcome your hatred through the word of God. See, people don't read the word of God, amen? But if you read the word of God, there's there's liberty there. There's there's commands that if you simply do them, there's promises attached to those principles. You want victory, then read God's word, how to get it. Don't go to a, a Christian bookstore, how to overcome victory in 10 ways. I, I, there's nothing wrong with those kind of books, church. They're not to give you the guidelines. The Word of God is the only guideline you're supposed to follow. If the, the Word of God is not in those things of those ten steps, then it's not valid. Only God's Word brings that. and brings strength. And that's why when you read books like that, there is no ten easy ways. They're steps. They're not easy. But it has to be God's Word in it to make it go, to fulfill. Come on. When we forgive someone that's hurt us, amen, when we don't hold hatred towards them, amen, we do this because we love God. I've forgiven people that have hurt me. Why? Because God told me to, and I love him, and I'm going to do what he tells me to do. And I feel better afterwards. Come on. Hatred is an ugly thing. We have seen it on the news. We have seen it demonstrated. Come on there. We have seen it. That's not God, and they claim it and put God behind it. That is not God because God is love, and the two don't go, church. We we must, say I must, learn how to love the way God loves. See, real love, church. I read that one. It says here in 1 John 3, 15 to 19, if anyone hates another brother or sister, he's really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. But we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has, en- uh, has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need and, has- and shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let us not merely say we love each other, but let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth, so we will be confident when we stand before God. Real love is action, not feeling. It, it's, it produces selfless, it's sacrificial giving. The greatest act of love is giving oneself. For others, I think there's a guy throughout this uh, this whole flooding in, in Houston and Texas that that we need to continue to pray. We need to continue to pray for this other storm that's about that's hitting already the islands, Amen, of the Korean islands, uh, going towards uh, uh, Florida, Puerto Rico. Uh, these islands are affected by by Hurricane Irma, Amen. Uh, and so we need to we need to pray for that. We need to pre- prepare ourselves. They're preparing themselves, but we need—we need to pray as a church. God can calm any storm, church. We, but we need—we need to stay behind this. We need to pray for others. We need—you know—are you still praying for Houston? Are we still hurting our hearts? What we see on television? Are we just looking at it as like no other thing? And there's another one coming. It's going to be the same thing. Or do we have a burden? that God help them? Let aid get to them. God, uh, let this. this is there a way that I can get personally, let me, let me give if God places in your heart. See, if we love God and truly love God, it motivates us, church, to love others. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, the love of Christ compels us. The definition of compel means this, hold us together, grip our hearts, and will not allow us to escape motivates us. The love of God compels us. Everything that we do for God, even being here right now, is because you love him. Uh, Hopefully you were compelled to come because you love God. Not compelled to come and say, well, I need to show my face or they're going to think something's wrong with me. Or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming here and, you know, I don't want to be here, but I'm here. You know, or we come with an attitude to say, you know what, I'm punching in my time. God, you see me, bless me now. There's different people, why people come. I, I hope it's love. You know, what, what gets me up in the morning, what gets me to study, what gets me to put, is because of the love of God. I, I, want, I want to feed his sheep. He says, if you love me, take care of my lambs, feed my sheep. I love God. I say, God, I want to serve your people whatever way, capacity that I can, and as much as I can do. Amen. I want to, I wanna, I wanna give out. I'll give you my life. I'll do what I need to do. I'll work hard. I'll, I'll carry a full-time job. I'll do what I need to do to continue to serve your people. Jude 21 says, keep yourself in the love of God. You need to keep yourself there. As Pastor Fernando says, it's not my job to put you there. My job is to present the word of God and drive my bus. And I'm driving the bus. And I'm taking you to some place, amen. If you want to get off the bus, the door will open. And it'll open for others that want to come in. My thing is, you know what? Nothing's going to distract me from going where I need to go. But you got to keep yourself. It says, keep yourself. It doesn't say, pastor, will keep you. Your husband will keep you. Your wife will keep you. No, it says, keep yourself in the love of God. You have to place yourself there and allow God to fill you and direct you Push out hatred and push out bitterness and push out these things. If you simply love him, then you'll do what he commands you to do. If you simply love him, then you'll serve his people and feed feed his sheep. I'm going to close tonight because my stomach is telling me let's go home. (laughs) Loving God is something that we learn on a daily basis. It's not overnight, and you'll always keep learning. I'm learning more and more ways. God, I want to love you more. 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 God, I want to fall in love with you. I want to know you more. God, I I want to fall in love. God, I I want to learn how to love you more. I want to love as you love. God, give me that heart. God, give me a heart. Amen. that, That You know what? God, search my heart. I tell God, search my heart. If there's anything offensive, anything of bitterness, anything that's not right inside of me, then sh- expose it, right? Let it be revealed and put me on the path of everlasting. Every day, listen, every day, we have opportunities to demonstrate our love to him. Every single day. I can tell you today, I had church all day at work. My coworkers are asking questions, and I, I had a little church going. And then when customers come in, we went back, goes, okay, can you tell us more? Let me tell you what happened. People were confessing things. It was amazing. They said, I got to get this off. I I need to repent. They don't even know what repent is yet. And they're saying these words, I need to repent. I need to confess this to you. You know, they want to get it off their chest. They're like, God's spirit's all over them that they don't want. They, they, they're they like confessing to everything. I need to, conf- they're calling me pastor already. Pastor, I need to confess this, you know. I, this is weighing on me. I, I got to get this off. Show me this. And, I, and I'm sharing the story. You know, it started off by me sharing the story about my wife and I and how I got saved. And all of a sudden, it's, it's just conviction and all this stuff. I got to confess something. I, I got to get things right. I want to get right. I want to I wanna live. It's amazing. Amen. 16 years, and nobody comes to church from from work. In the beginning, they did. But now, it's been a long time. I said, now people are coming. We're still waiting on Manny. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, this girl, this is a co-worker girl. Her her boyfriend doesn't believe, claims he's atheist. And I said, that boy's going to come to church. And he's already softening up. Okay, I'll go on Christmas. Maybe Easter too. I say, He's going to be here before Christmas, before Easter. Maybe conference. There you go. You're, you're prophesying right there. <laughs> Loving God is not a duty, church. It's a command with promise. 1 John 5 3 says, It is never a burden when you love. It is never a burden when you love, church. Doing the things that you need to do for God is never a burden when you love. When you're teaching our kids back there, it's never a burden when you love. When you're doing what you need to do for the kingdom of God, it's never a burden when you love. Never a burden to go out in the streets and pass off flyers when you love. Never a burden to tell somebody about Jesus when you love. It's never a burden to do the right thing, church, when you love. It's never a burden to come to church and love others when you love. Let's keep possessing the promises by keeping God's love first. Somebody say first in our hearts. Let's do it by loving God and by loving each other. Come on, by obeying his commands. We love each other, right? I'll finish with this. Our, our banner right there, our scripture. When we love each other, what does it do? What does it do for us? It completes us. Come on, who wants to be complete in this place? Come on, who wants to be solidly complete in their minds? Take away all the bad thoughts, all these things, amen. God, I want to be complete. I want to be healed. Who wants to be healed completely in this place, amen? It happens by love, simply loving, turning what used to be hate to love. And when love is there and we love each other, then God resides inside us. He lives inside us. And when he, he lives inside us, he completes us. We don't lack when there's love inside Amen? Let's all stand up. Hallelujah.